What's up, guys? Welcome back here to part three of the Rocket Punch Game of the Year 2020 Awards. Um, it is Cameron. It is Seth. We are back here. Part three, the end of week one and whatever you want to call it here. Unexpected gem here at Rocket Punch. Um, wait, the, the, the quick rundown and then we're going to get straight into the topic, guys, here because we don't want to waste any time because we got a bunch of stuff to talk about here. Um, it, to give you guys the quick rundown once again, um, all of January here is dedicated to Rocket Punch and our Game of the Year coverage. Um, each week, we're going to be giving you guys three parts. So this week, it's part one through three. Next week is four through six. The week after that is seven through nine. We're going to be talking about our um, the, the ten categories that we have and picking those games for um, our Game of the Year categories with the tenth week being or the tenth episode on the last day in uh, January being our game of the year coverage. We're going to have that live on Twitch. You guys are going to be able to interact with us as we give you all the deets and finally make our pick for what our game of the years are. Um, for each of these categories and each of these episodes, guys, um, Seth and myself are going to each pick two runners up and then one overall winner. Um, for each of the categories that we discuss in each episode, we'll also give you guys a couple of honorable mentions as well. Some games we kind of want to give a shout out to that maybe didn't get as much limelight in the main episode there. Um, this week, or th this episode, is Unexpected Gem. It is a favorite. We love doing it. Um, yes. We made some slight tweaks to how we interpret this. Uh, uh, add any expletives we need to, Seth. But Unexpected Gem for us is that a game that kind of took us by surprise doesn't have to be an indie game, doesn't have to be a AAA game, but a game that maybe we weren't expecting or kind of flew under our radar and we finally got a chance to play it and we're just, just really caught us by surprise in how much we love and kind of were drawn to this game um, in playing it here. Um, any, anything else I need to add to that? Nope, I think you got it. It is expectations being exceeded greatly. Okay. But, um, yes, this is a fun one. This is, I, I think this is the one that always has a lot of interesting picks that we each have mm -hmm. um, that maybe none of us expect or know about. Um, I think I also found, like, this is the category that we always have, like, oh, I don't know about that game. What is that game? Kind of yeah. asking more information on it. So, um, I'm ready. Seth, are you ready? I'm. My body is ready. Okay. People listening and watching, are you ready? I'm, I'm assuming that you're saying yes and nodding your head. So, let's yes. get into it, guys. Um, it's part three, so we're flipping back to myself. I get the first pick here, and... Man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. As I started building this list out more and more and thinking about the games, especially what like what Unexpected Gem means to me, um, I had a really hard time picking this list because I thought I had the list and I thought about another game like, oh, God, this messes it up. Then I thought about another game and I was like, oh, God, this messes it up. And it just ran amok after that. And so um, I think... For me, I'm going to add this game onto the list, and I'm going to put some caveats on it as well. But I, I, I can I can firmly say that this is a runner-up for me, um, and that game is Hades um, by mm. Supergiant Games. This is my first runner-up. 
Um, my caveat on this is that I am putting this on the list after only having played a very few amount of hours with it. I've not played a ton of time with it, but I already know that this deserves at a minimum to be on my list. This game is awesome. I'm slowly starting to understand why people are so infatuated with this game. Uh, for people who don't know, for some reason, uh, Hades is developed by Supergiant Games. Uh, the, they are the developer and the publisher. I'm reading from the Wikipedia guide to make it easier for me, but it's a roguelike action role-playing video game. Um, so, um, it released this September. Um, it had early access back in 2018, and uh, this year is finally when it got released. Um, giving a quick description here from Wikipedia, uh, players control Z Zagreus, the son of Hades, mm -hmm. as he attempts to escape un from Underworld to reach Mount Olympus, at times aided by gifts bestowed on him from the other Olympians. Each run challenges the player through a random series of rooms populated with enemies and rewards. The game has a hack-and-slash combat system. Um, and then, uh, while Zagreus will often die, the player can use gained treasures to improve certain attributes or unlock new weapons and abilities to improve chances of escaping on subsequent runs. This is the game... You, you talked about it a little bit beforehand, Seth. Like, this is the game that is really really has a great premise for the roguelike aspect for people who don't know like the aspect like you you go through a run you die you restart that run but you have like skills and whatnot that you can carry over mm -hmm. to try and create better um gear or get better skills so that you can progress further in each run as the run changes maybe the environment or something changes or the fights change whatever that may be um, I finally got a chance to sit down with this game during the um, holidays and place, put my hands on it, some, some FaceTime with it. And this, it's very interesting in a way. I like it in a way it kind of threw me for a loop for a second. It does not hold your hand. You jump, it, it loads up and you mm -hmm. go right in and I'm like, wait, okay, how do I do some stuff? And you, you're, 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 you're going through a run. You're playing as fast as you can and you're going to die. It's going to happen. And when you die, you go back to Tartarus. And, you know, talk to all these people and get new skills and whatnot so you can go on a subsequent run. And as you go on each run, you will you go into these rooms. It, it felt a little bit like the way I could describe it for me was like a roguelike hack and slash Celeste in the, mm. in the sense that each room is like a part of a level. You go into a room, it's isolated, you do whatever you need to there, usually kill people or... Uh, you know, trigger some trap or whatever, or survive. And then when you're done, the doors open up to the next room. What gets interesting is that when you go to each room, there are these power-ups that you can get. Sometimes you'll have a room that has two doors. And if you go through door A, you could maybe um, have a chance of getting a power-up from one of the um, gods on Olympus. But if you go to room B, you have a chance at getting like a health boost that can increase your overall health. And give you some life. And it really, that tactical awareness of like, okay, I'm low on health, so I need to go here. Or maybe I'm not doing as much damage that I need to, so maybe I can get a good boon from the gods on door A. And like really, in, in every room, really making you choose like, which path do I want to go down? How do I want to do this? 
when you go back and every time you die and you end up back at Tartarus and you go in your room and like choosing your weapons and choosing what skills you want to add some of your point values to after each run to maybe help your life or help your dexterity or help your damage output. Like all these things you have to fine tune to really fit your play style, but also figure out based on the runs that you've done before. Like, man, I had trouble with this enemy. I really need to make sure that my bow and arrow is powerful enough to take him down because that'll beat him. Or uh, when I first fought, when I fought the first boss, which is Meg, surprise, uh, a sh shocker. Um, and you fought her and like, I remember going to her with the sword and I'm like, man, I'm getting my butt kicked. So I went back, picked up the bow and arrow thinking, oh, I'm not going to use this. I, I, I never use bows and arrows. And I'm like, whoa, this is actually doing a lot of damage. And I was able to kill her with the bow and arrow. And it was just very rewarding and very awesome and very cool to kind of go through those loops. And the way the story wraps around those loops is so cool. The fact that every time you go to Tartarus, you have these new different conversations. It never feels like, like that loop is part of the story. And you, mm. you never feel like you're having the same conversations with the people there. And every time you go there, something new pops up. Maybe somebody's there. Maybe somebody's not there. And you see, as you continue to die, you see more of this story flesh itself out by doing yeah. so. And it's really, really cool how Hades and how Supergiant Games tackled that. Um, mm -hmm. I, that is why that is why it is on my list um, at as a runner up. I just I you know I, I'll have more time as we continue to record these, but I wish I had more time as talking about it for Unexpected Gem. But this game is something special. I'm already starting to see that in just a few hours that I played with it. Yeah, very good pick, and you are definitely singing the praises. <laughs> I think that was a great summary of what makes that game really stand out. It is they figured out how to make a roguelike have a story that's cool. Like mm -hmm. using the loops as a component of the storytelling is such a such a simple yet groundbreaking notion. So and and, and also I'll give a small shout out as well. Sorry, Seth, but like Oh, you're good. The 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 controls are awesome. I thought looking at this game it was gonna be very Diablo esque where you use the mouse to click and move to the place you want to go to, like any isometric gameplay. But you use WASD to move on the on the PC, and then you use the mouse as your aiming mechanism for attacking. And I thought, like, the way it feels and playing it, it felt better than Diablo to me, and I loved it. Ah. See, I've, I've only played with controller, so that's interesting. Mm. Interesting insight. All right, so this is a tough category for me, Cameron, because there are there are a lot of games that I ended up plopping into my honorable mentions because I I try and be a purist when it comes to what an unexpected gem is. And it is okay. a game that your expectations are absolutely zero on. Or it is a game that you take a risk on, right? Like you're like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. I'll go ahead and give it a shot. And so... I was looking through my games this year that I played and there was one game and it's ironic because uh, the way I do a lot of this stuff is I'll pull up the Xbox app. I'll pull up the PlayStation trophies. I'll pull up my steam library and sort mm -hmm. by date played. Right. And that's how I kind of like remind myself what I've been playing this year. Well, this game didn't show up in any of those because this game runs in its own little special launcher because it's a special little 
uh, oh boy. game. And so my first runner-up for Unexpected Gem is Genshin Impact. Oh my goodness. This was... Alright, so oh, when I first heard about what? this, I was like, there's no... Like, I'm not playing some gotcha bullshit, like, Breath of the Wild clone. Like, no, I do not want that. And I gotta admit, like, I, I went to... This was one of those, I went to Twitch and I watched a streamer play it, and I was like, that looks kind of fun. That looks, that looks fun. Like it's anime Breath of the Wild. No, say no more. And so, at that point, I gave it a shot. And Cameron, I can't tell you how many hours I poured into this game, man. Up to the I'm scared to the know. first like three or four weeks. I'm scared. To I know. played this game every night. I did all my dailies. I did all my. I spent all my my resin. It was. It was wild. It was wild. Uh, I did not spend any real money on it. I feel like there's a good 20 to 40 hours of gameplay you can get without dropping a dime in that game. Okay. But you do sit, do reach a point where you kind of get to where it's like, okay, I could just continue grinding the story to see what the story is. Or if I really want to like push myself to get more stuff, um, start dropping some, start dropping some coin, you know, for, uh, for some additional wish rolls. And that's when it starts to get a little, uh, eh. But man, Genshin Impact was an absolute blast. It is a horrible clone. <laughs> Not a horror. It's a great clone, but it is a a horrible, like, it does a bad job at hiding the fact that it is a clone of Breath of the Wild. It is that game to a T, but it's super fun. And I also like how they're adding more on. So like they just came out with an update two days ago that added in the, the Ice Mountain. So like there's an entire I heard about new that. section. Yep. Um, obviously they're adding in new characters like every two or three weeks, get you to, you know, put the coins in. Of course. But this new update is all free. You can go, it's a ex- uh, continuation of the story. So if you've never played a gotcha game like this, uh, these stories tend to go on and on and on forever. And even when they end, they find new ways to continue them. So, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say play it to finish the story, but you can definitely play it to see the story. I think it's a cool story. And, uh, yeah, Genshin Impact. First runner-up for <clears throat> unexpected game of 2020. Okay, all right, good pick, good pick, good pick. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I'm questioning. It was a good pick. <laughs> it's a good. It's a like, good pick. I haven't played it, so don't be surprised if you don't see Genshin Impact well, on my list. You at can all. just put. You just put it on your phone, Cameron. Yeah, just pull it up, no, play it on your phone. No, I'm good. Um, my next pick. Um, again, this, I love this category because there's so many mm-hmm. interesting picks. And I'm kind of on the same vein as you, Seth, like games that really had little to no expectations for the game. Uh, maybe a game that maybe didn't fly under the radar or that flew under the radar for, you, for you, me. And this was a game. I remember seeing bits about it, but I was just like, I, I didn't think about it. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, hoop to do. Um, this game is Ghost Runner from One More Level and uh, oh, Slipgate yeah. Ironworks uh, in uh, 505 Games published this. Uh, this is, um, uh, again, helping myself out reading from the Wikipedia page. Uh, Ghost Runner is a cyberpunk action video game developed by a studio One More Level and co-published by All In Games and 505. Um, it is, as ja- this gameplay is as Jack the Ghost Runner the player must traverse dangerous environments by dashing, jumping, wall running, and grappling. The player will also encounter enemies, which must be handled carefully. Blah, it's given a bunch of boring stuff. Let me tell you the gameplay. The game is basically you are this 
cyberpunk ninja. Imagine cyberpunk 2077, but instead of guns, you have a katana and cool ninja abilities. And it's a first person like, I, 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 and it's Celeste. It's a, it's like cyberpunk. You're a cyberpunk ninja and you're playing in each room, it's like Celeste, where you go into a room, and these enemies are shooting at you, and you have to kill all the enemies, and that's the objective, and you have to use your wall climbing, and your dashing, and your skills to kill all the enemies before you're hit, because if you hit, get, it's one of those, like, you get hit once, and you're dead, and you reset to the last, uh, to the beginning of the um, room, and you have to figure out how the puzzles work in order to um, kill all the enemies, and progress forward. It the story was really cool, but I remember playing this game on a stream. Um, I think it was for Extra Life, actually, for the first yeah. time. And I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, I, we'll, we'll see how it is. You know, I kind of wanted to play it and see how it is. And I was like, for like, I think I played an extra hour. I was like, this game is awesome. This is super cool. Like, jumping in and dashing and, like, trying to kill these enemies. And very much, like, very much in the vein of Celeste, like, crap. Okay, if I can jump over here and slash this guy and then turn real fast, I can deflect that bullet and go over to this other guy and jump back over to him and, you know, use my slingshot to swing over and not get hit and then jump on this last guy and I got it. And just that part, like, that feeling like you're in this room and you start dying a lot, but it doesn't feel hard. You're just like, I know how to beat this guy. I can do it. I can keep going. I can push myself. Let me get this. And the cyberpunk aesthetic that they have over there with all the different skills and uh, abilities. I remember, like the last time I played, I start. I got the ability where you can like basically like uh, what, what's the the ability in Naruto where you like put the dummy and like you end up somewhere else. Like tell basically tell yeah something like that. And you like jump and like dodge bullets and like kill somebody that way. I oh, finally wow. got that ability. Was starting to use that, and this is like maybe a couple of hours in. Um, so there's still mm -hmm. plenty of game to go in. But Ghost Runner. Uh, a Ghost Runner again for me was like, and the reason why it's a runner up on my list is it's an epitome of a, a hit unexpected gem. Did not have very much expectation on this um, going into it. I didn't like, like okay, it looks kind of cool and it has a cyberpunk vibe and cyberpunk's coming out. Let me try it out. Let me play it. And I dove in and I played and I loved every minute of it. And you know, whittling down, whittling this, whittling this down on my list, I really. Especially, you're going to hear my honorable mentions later, but like I really felt like this one deserved to be on the list compared to some of the other ones. Even though I love the other ones and I have a lot of great mm -hmm. stories and stuff to talk about with them, you know, I think Hades, especially looking in the vein of an unexpected gem, Hades maybe could have gotten higher up. But I think, you know, I started playing it after everybody was already seeing its praises. So I was kind of had like my expectations were already pretty pretty up there going into the game yeah. and it, it met and exceeds those expectations. But I think this one was one that got to those heights, but it's my expectation for this game was very little. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it's a game that like it's Celeste it, in a lot of ways. It is just like Celeste. It is a game that when you go into this room, it challenges you. You have to figure out the best way to kill these enemies using your skills. And sometimes you like it's one of those things you don't even know what your fingers are doing. You just know you got to do jump, jump, slash, jump, deflect, slash, jump, and all this other crap. Teleport over here, swing, and as they add more abilities, it becomes more and more complex. Uh, but the story and the setting and the graphics and everything was just complements this the game, which is 
I think the core of this game, which is the gameplay, and it's super, super cool, and it's it's a game, a smaller game, that I think everyone should check out. You should go check out Ghost Rider, grab it on a sale. I think it's on um, it's on uh, your major platforms now. I, I played it on PC, yeah. um, and I think they're, they're going to release it on uh, next-gen systems with an upgrade in 2021. So definitely so check out saying- Ghost Runner. You're saying it's like a Muse Dash, but without the rhythm game part. Just memorize the. You don't. You don't actually yes. have time to read what's happening on screen. You just have to memorize the hand motions. Yep. You just got. You gotta go. It. It's reflex. But very no, nice. Check out Ghost Runner. It's super, super awesome. Very nice. Uh, so my next one, Cameron. I want you to know this was the first uh, Soul Wrencher. I'm gonna call it. This was the. Ooh. I had to really decide what was going to be my second runner-up versus what was going to be my winner. And I feel like it's it again boils down to <clears throat> exceeding your expectations and surprising and delighting, right? Mm-hmm. The game I ended up putting on runner-up, I think, is the more interesting and cool game from a like gameplay and game design perspective. But I'll talk about my winner when we get to the winner. However, my runner-up for Unexpected Gym of 2020 is Phasmophobia. One of Uh, the best and most unexpected multiplayer experiences I've ever had. It is... Cameron, there's, there's no other game like it. I've never even thought of having a game like this before. It is... Uh, for those that don't know, this is the ghost hunting game that uh, is in early access on Steam, and I, I almost omitted it because it is in early access, but it would be foolish for me to ignore the time that I've already put into it. I've already got about 30 hours into this game. It is very simple. You go into the house with three of your friends, up to three of your friends, and it is your job to determine what type of ghost is haunting that house, and the only way you can do that is by collecting clues based on how the ghost reacts to you and your equipment that you bring in, right? So um, not going to give you a rundown if you don't know what this game is. There's tons of streams, tons of videos on it, but some things this game did that really blew my mind. One is it uses voice dictation to understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So you are speaking to the ghost when you talk to it. Uh, and that creates some really great scenarios because you obviously, as you play this game, you learn what to say and what not to say, right? Well, then once you know what to say and what not to say, you can start to weaponize the ghost to a certain extent, right? So the ghost does not like expletives. So I'm just going to drop a bunch of curse words, then close the front door. Oh, it's locked. Ooh, too bad. <laughs> One of my friends is still inside. Got him. Uh, but it's. Man, phasmophobia, it is there's no story. There's really no there's progression, but it's like uh you solve the crime, you get some XP and you level up and leveling up unlocks new equipment, but you you'll pretty much unlock everything in the first like 10 hours of playing. But it is infinitely replayable just because it's a random ghost each time your friends are there. Um you'll kind of start to figure out the ideal way to tackle each situation. But they're also adding new maps all the time. It's, man, Phasmophobia is honestly one of the best games I've played this year. It is. We, we've played on stream and off, like, multiple, is, like, yeah. that is, it is a unique experience. And it, like, 
even knowing, like, I know what the game's about. Like, it's unnerving. Mm-hmm. I remember the time we were in the freaking school. How I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, God, everybody stop. Shut up. Just, sh- just shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the, And you, you can't. Like, you know a game is good when you are telling your friends, hey, let's get out of Discord, jump into the game chat, because it's pivotal to the gameplay loop of that, right? And there's a terror in knowing that the ghost is hunting, but if you say something to your friend who's talking 90 to nothing, you're gonna... You're gonna create paint a target on your back, and so then you just have to watch them die. Seth, we're out. We're outside of the. We're in the truck. Seth, yeah. Uh, Seth, Seth. Oh God. Yeah, the radio goes out. It's man. It's just one of those. I can't wait to see this game. This game's growth pattern, because like even the creator said that their original plan was to maybe release two new ghosts, three new maps, and then wrap it up and be 1.0. Because this game has basically been a top 10 seller since it came out in October, they said this has completely changed their roadmap for this. This is going to be a multi-year development cycle. They're going to probably look at adding tons of new maps, tonnes of new ghosts, and I can't wait. It is, it's janky. It's not a clean game by any means. Like It is a mega janky game. But when you think, talk about an unexpected gem, I've had more great memories with Phasmophobia this year than I think any other multiplayer game I've played. Good pick, a good pick. Winner. Winner. Chicken dinner. Runner up. Runner up. Not yeah. winner, but runner up. It is my time right. for my pick. Speaking of winners. Yes. Speaking of winners, um, my winner for Unexpected Gem for uh, Game of the Year 2020. If you know or remember, if you, if you know about this game, I will be shocked. Uh, this might be a shock to some people. Um, or maybe or confusion in some way, but I will say that I've played this game a good chunk. I haven't had the chance to go back to it this year, but it is always in my mind, and and like I always want to continue playing this. And this is a game that I had. We talk about expectations. I didn't even know this game existed until it came out. And it was a game that I was like, oh, I'm kind of nervous. I don't know. You know what? I'll take a chance on it. I'll give it a shot. And I love this game so much. And I'm so happy. This is this is one of those where you pay, you put the money down on the table, you get the game, yep. and you go home and you start playing it, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so glad I spent the money. This is the best decision I've ever made. I can't, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't believe it. And that game. Is Marvel's Avengers? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just dude, kidding. I was about to seriously eat my Ethernet cable. I, you can't be doing this to me, dude. Listen, I'm 30 now. I, my heart can't. But it's so much fun. No, it is not Marvel's Avengers. Actually, I will give you a chance, Seth. Do you have any idea what game I'm talking about? I have no idea. Honestly. You have no idea. Okay, it's like that. Like I could make a couple stabs, but the ones that I would guess are free, and so I don't think you would have taken a risk on a free game. You just try it. Yeah. So I don't know. This game is other side. Um, a game in which I have a video up on YouTube about it on YouTube.com/slash/RockyBunch. Go if you want to hear my initial thoughts on the game. But other side is a game from Lightbulb Crew. Um, published by Focus Home Interactive. 
Um, giving the quick synopsis here on Wikipedia, Other Side is a horror-themed tactical role-playing video game developed by French independent game developer studio Lightbulb Crew and published by Focus Home Interactive. Um, da, da, da. Other Side is a tactical role-playing video game that the player controls a group of daughters who are female warriors who fight against the nightmarish suffering in a dimension known as the Dark Corner. While the daughters and the enemies take turns to take actions, the game features a dynamic timeline system allowing players to use various skills to delay an opponent's turn or speed up another daughter's turn. Uh, all actions require action points. Um, the daughter will become exhausted and she will need to wait longer before she can act again. Act again. Um, they have three classes. Where's the other point I want to... Um, the skills of these classes can also be extensively customized. The player's playstyle will also shape their traits and personalities. The game also features roguelike elements. Battles take place in small maps, and when the player squad is defeated, they would not lose pro their progress and new items named Remembrances are unlocked. These items improve combat efficiency and allow players to survive longer. The only way to heal a fallen daughter is to sacrifice another daughter in exchange. The surviving daughter will have altered traits, enabling further customization. So, um, to make it in simple terms for everybody listening and watching, imagine XCOM meets Hades with a gothic, dark, horror, almost, I hate to use the word, especially around you, Seth, Almost tiny little bit of Lovecraftian horror-esque elements composed within the game. Um, you are like you, you start the game as the mother, and it teaches you how the game is played, but then you turn out spoiler alert, I guess the mother dies, and she begins to create these daughters, which you help her create these daughters. The daughters are your units. Um, I'm actually going to, if you haven't Googled it, Seth, I'm going to send you the Wikipedia page. I Googled it. This game has so much style, it hurts. <laughs> and it, 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 like, you have how these different, you know, the two big things, the timeline system where you have this huge timeline, and the game shows you how to use the timeline where you make, you make attacks nice. on, um, thank you, uh, excuse me. <laughs> You, you can make attacks that can slow enemies down and push them further back in the timeline. Or you can do abilities and attacks that kind of help speed your, your units and your daughters up so that way they can attack faster. And you can, if you play your skills right, you can prevent enemies from even attacking because you're, you're jumping ahead of them in the timeline so quickly. Um, mm. And then there's the roguelike element. You, you have these runs and you go through with your units you, you, your daughters, your group of daughters that you've created, and you go through and you play and you play, and when all your daughters die, you basically, it resets, and you take those some of those abilities and skills from those daughters, and you try and repurpose them into a new, um, new set of daughters that you grow and create the units that you have in order to be more successful and make further pushes into the dark corner in this dark realm. It is... Um, this game is not easy. It's a tactical RPG. It is tough. It is hard. Um, it, you know, it, it it holds your hands very much, but this is... I compared it to XCOM because XCOM isn't easy. When your unit dies, they are dead. They do not come back. 
and there is no, if I remember correctly, there is no option that says, oh, I want easy, but I want easy mode. It is the, the game. There is a specific screen when the game starts after the intro that tells you your units will die. And if they die, they, they're gone. That yeah. is part of the loop and part of the game and part of the roguelike elements in this. This game, Seth, I literally, I was on the computer and I kept seeing ads for this game called Other Side and people were reviewing it and talking about it. And I'm like, what is this game? Started watching some videos on it. Okay, it looks kind of intriguing. I like tactical RPGs. Went on a limb, said, you know what? Here's 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever, however much it costs. I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to play this game. This game is awesome. Love this game so much. And I want to play more of this game. Um, the, the style and the gothic horror elements are something that I've, are really unique to tactical RPGs for me. And, and something I really haven't seen in that genre. Uh, the fact that it has roguelike elements in a tactical RPG, which I've never seen before, um, are something that are super cool and super interesting to me. The story of the daughter's... And kind of the, the fact that you can like you grow and create your own daughters and give her these abilities and perks to try and, and get give her this class so you can try and make them strong warriors to help you fight um, is really really cool. And it's a shame that this you know of course flew under everybody's radar. People, I you didn't know about it. I'm sure a lot of people don't know about this game out there. But if it, like I'm on Steam right now, the game is has um very positive reviews on the game but it is a it is a yeah. hard game hard it, it reading some reviews 9 out of 10 on IGN the best turn based tactics the best turn based tactics game of the year so far from IGN um window central brutally rewarding gameplay intriguing story delivery and epic boss battles 8 out of 10 um, if you if, if, Seth, if you, I, I know you're a big Lovecraftian guy. If you watch the video, you might actually be slightly intrigued in this game. I, the, that, you've you've piqued my interest. You re, you really have. This it's it's a really cool game, and I just it, it's it, it's wonderful. I love it. It is my winner. It is my pick. For Unexpected Gem, this is the epitome for me of what, and what we've talked about all night, Seth, of what an Unexpected Gem mm -hmm. is, and it 100% deserves my my pick and my win for this year. That is going on the wish list. Thank you for sharing. I told you that this category is fun. You learned about these new games. This was a great you, category, yeah. You maybe have never heard of. Well... My number one game is a game you probably have heard of. However, this was my take a big chance game for the year. I am generally very, very particular about games that I buy at full price on launch. Mm -hmm. But I had followed this game for a while. I had heard the community's isms with this franchise in particular. And I was like, well, you know what? I want to try it out for myself. And I downloaded it. And uh, here's a hint. My Nintendo year in review just came in, right? And you see it showed me the graph of playtime, right? And it was like March. And then it kind of slowly slumps down as like I fall off of Animal Crossing. 
But when we get to August, it goes through the roof as I pick up and start playing Paper Mario, the Origami King. Paper Mario, all right. This is a game that completely caught me by surprise. I did not really know what to expect with this. Um, The uh, main kind of battle mechanic is this uh, kind of spin puzzle style mechanic. So it's all about lining up the perfect route to get to the enemies so that you jump on their head or if, you know, if they have spikes, you got to hit them with a hammer or that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of it, basically every single fight is a strategy session, right? It's a not a very I wouldn't say like timing based game. Now you do have that Paper Mario classic of like time your button press to like make the the hammer do extra damage or the jumps do extra damage. But all in all, this game it captivated me for a lot of reasons. One is just the overall world, right? Like it's it is an origami world. So it's all these environments that you're used to seeing, like the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, the, the the desert space. But everything's composed of these origami kind of shapes and whatnot. Okay. Uh, you know, Paper obviously folds himself into different stuff. You meet a little friend along the way. Her name is Olivia, and she's uh, kind of an origami princess. And, and you have all these other characters. One of my favorite characters from the game is Bobby, the Bob-Ob. And comes with you. He's a companion that you can, uh, that you can have with, with you on your team. And it's just Cameron. It is such a funny game. It is so well written. It is paced perfectly. Like right as you start to get bored of an area, Mm -hmm. you're moving on to the next area. Um, it's uh, you, it can very easily backtrack. In fact, in order to find all that, there's these hidden toads, so, like, you'll be walking and you'll see a little bug that looks a little off and you'll hit it. And it's actually an origami bug that unfolds to a paper toad. And there's, like, hundreds of these to find. Like, there's, like, over a hundred in the game to find. And you've got to keep a sharp <laughs> eye out. So it'll be a mailbox will just rattle every minute or two. And you got to hit that mailbox to, you know, to knock it out. Basically, hit everything with your hammer. But, man, Paper Mario and the Origami King just really got me. Uh, I still actually haven't beaten it. I'm on the final area because I wanted to 100% the game. And so right before I leave to go fight the final boss, I backtracked to find everything. And I think I have all the toads. I played it about a month ago and I think think I got the last. Yeah, I think I got the last toad. And so now all I need to do is go beat the the final boss. So that's going to be one of my backlog games that I take care of in January. But it's man, Paper Mario, the Origami King, just. It's wholesome. It's wholesome. (laughs) And the reason I put it at number one is because it is a game that, you know, it's from a a longstanding series, right? Paper Mario. But the the conversation I hear about Paper Mario is usually not positive. Like a lot of people just want Thousand Year Door or the original Paper Mario. Yeah, well, it's like they want it to be like a Final Fantasy game. They want it to be like a turn-based RPG that has like okay. items that you're upgrading. Because like, yeah, this game doesn't really have upgrades per se. You you get coins by winning battles, mm-hmm. and you spend the coins to buy items. You can also find items out in the world, but like you'll you'll have a pair of boots that's you know they're free. You don't have to use okay. any money or consumables to use them. But then like you can get a pair of shiny boots that do more damage. And they'll last like five or ten attacks, right? And then you get 
diamond boots and just all these crazy different levels of boots, right? But at a certain point, the game just showers you with so much money that, like, you really don't... I'm like, okay, I gotta go to town and buy, like, ten diamond boots. So I just go buy ten diamond boots, and I'm like, okay, well, now I'm set for the next <clears throat> ten hours of gameplay. But the the thing that really got me with this game was just the the funny writing, uh, like... I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but it's like the, what do you want me to do? Walk from the right side of the screen to the left, Adam? Like, it's just a lot of like, it's very like family friendly stuff, but stuff that got a, got a good chuckle out of me. Yeah. So I would say Paper Mario and the Origami King was one of those just surprising delight. I loved every minute of it. I mean, I've okay. put hours and hours into it. So that's, that's, highly yeah, recommend. I was going to say good, good description there. You're very passionate about yeah. that one. That sounds awesome. I love that one. All right. All right. So, that's it. That's the we, winner from. What? I was just saying that's the winner from from my category. Now I do have five runners up. Okay, hold on. Because I'm bad. <laughs> Let's let, let me get the rundown real quick, okay, and then we'll yeah. jump into runners up here, guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that is it, guys. Um, unexpected gem. Um, the winner for Seth is Paper Mario in the Origami King. With Genshin Impact and Phasmophobia being the runners-up for him. Uh, for myself here, uh, winner for Unexpected Gem is Other Side with Hades and Ghost Runner as my runners-up there. Um, nice round of applause for those guys, everybody who won and got recognized here. Now it is time for the honorable mentions. Um, Seth, you said you had five, so I'm going to let you go first. All right. So it is not 2020 if you do not mention Among Us. And Among Us, I think, would probably be the industry's biggest unexpected gem. I mean, this game, Among Us, just complete like it put gaming on the map in a way I don't think many games have an opportunity to. Fortnite, maybe, would be the only other one that I can think of that has this level of reach. And it's definitely a different audience that it's grabbing with... Uh, among us but that game there's really not anything to say about it because you've probably already played it if you haven't already played it what are you doing it's free on mobile it's five bucks everywhere else it's on switch now Uh, i think it's coming to get it's on pc game pass but it's coming to xbox and playstation at some point um i know it's going to be on game pass uh when it comes to xbox but uh, who knows but man among us like what can you say? Like, it is a game that it originally came out in 2018, but this year, from what I understand, was the formal release where they launched dedicated servers and the mobile version and all of that came out this year. So, um, that is one of mine. Next one, Cameron, this is one I fell into. This is a Game Pass find, and it is Monster Train. Have you heard of Monster Train? I have not heard of Monster Train. I'm going to look that up. So, right now. if you've played Slay the Spire, this is a game for you. It is, uh, the brief story is that um, you are on a train that is riding from, uh, crap, what is the area outside of hell in Dante's Inferno? Oh, Jesus, seven, uh, it's one of the circles? Where you're, uh, it is, yeah, no, it's one of the, it's the place where you're, fro- like, you're basically trapped. It's like the in-between. Purgatory? Purgatory, thank you. You're going from Purgatory. And you have a shard of the ember, which is basically like Hell's Flame. And it is your job to get the train safely from Purgatory to the middle of Hell. And so you're going through these levels. 
and along the way you're getting attacked by like these angels or whatever basically there's a train that has three levels and then you have the ember core at the top and it is your job to kill the enemies before they climb the train and attack the ember core so it is a uh it's a roguelike game it's all about runs but i have been playing this on pc game pass i think it's also on console game pass and man is it fun it is uh it's a deck building game. So okay. each round you start with a deck and each deck comes from like these different factions. So like there's a, the red faction is all about getting lots of armor and lots of attack. The blue faction is all about magical damage. The green faction is all about like putting in plants and that have like high health, but they start with low HP. And so you have to heal them up to be super powerful, but a lot of healing, mm-hmm. super fun game, super addictive monster train. Check it out. If you like slay the spire. Next up, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Cameron, what a game, man. This is a Rocket League story. It is. 100%. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it goes. There's a lot of discussion around Game Pass. I do think that Game Pass is one of the coolest services in gaming right now. But I do think that if you think you've got an awesome idea and you are willing to launch it into PlayStation Plus, that you could very... Like, if it is a good game, it will blow up on its own, right? Like, it's just crazy to see what happens when these games launch into PlayStation Plus. Um, That community is so engaged and so dedicated to these games that are exclusive. So Fall Guys obviously came out, took the world by storm, came out on PC also. Uh, I think it's 15 bucks on PC, but man, like, what can I say? It's It's just... Uh, weirdly enough, it's the video game that got me into VTubers. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm into VTubers, so uns- unfollow and unsubscribe from me if you want. <laughs> but uh, I, I absolutely love it. It's uh, again, like Among Us, it's a game that I think permeates outside of the gaming circle. Like, people, lots of non-gamers can play and enjoy that game. Super, super big fan. Two more. Whew. <sighs> Here we go. Astro's Playroom. Uh, was a game I thought was just going to be a tech demo. I thought it was going to be maybe, you know, an hour or two of gameplay. Uh, no, it is a full feature. You know, you can get six to eight hours of gameplay out of it if you want to platinum it. I think it took me about six and a half hours to platinum it. Um, okay. Astra's Playroom is a great demo for the DualSense <clears throat> controller, but it's also like a fun little collectathon. And, and I honestly think it's a fun little homage to all the PlayStation legacy things uh lots of fun little easter eggs for you to find in there and lastly this is the game that really between genshin impact and this game i was really torn on i ended up giving it to genshin impact because genshin impact came from a zero in expectations but this game is probably the game i have poured more hours into with my friend uh that i co-op a lot of games with and that is minecraft dungeons yep man so the reason this ended up was kind of like a, a honorable mention is because from the moment they said it's a Minecraft Diablo, I was like, sold. Like, I was actually very hyped for this game. So it doesn't quite fit into the Unexpected Gym. However, it surprised me how good this game was. How much thought and care was put into making the Diablo experience accessible to more people. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the hardcore mechanics to Diablo. I don't mind the the idea of seasons and stuff like that. But obviously, it's not going to fly with like a younger audience. I think this game, the way that this game fits into my life is I log on to Xbox 
I jump into this game with my friend. We play it and catch up on what's happening in our lives. It is the glorified chat room that I honestly think like Fall Guys and Among Us are for many people out there, right? It is a glorified Discord server that you, it's just something to do while you talk to your friends, right? Yeah. And Minecraft Dungeons was definitely that and a great, great Game Pass edition. I even got the DLC, the little hero pass. It was 10 bucks, came with a bunch of new levels and a bunch of new stuff. But that is definitely my top honorable mention. Love my Minecraft Dungeons. In fact, there's a new DLC pack out and a new season pass out. And I'm trying to decide if I want to buy it on Xbox and keep playing on Xbox or if I want to bide my time and wait for the cross save and switch over to PC because uh, I don't okay. have Series X. So it's like I would rather play it on PC, but your progress doesn't carry over yet. So we'll see. But that is my list. Thank you. Oh, boy. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I've got a few, actually, some you've already mentioned, uh, funny you talk about Minecraft Dungeons, that is one of my unexpected gems as well, um, I did not, I had less, I had no expectations for that game, and I really had a lot of fun, um, and I haven't really played a lot, I've not nowhere, played nowhere near as much as you guys, but every time I jump in and I just have a blast with that game, mm. uh, especially as someone who's never played Minecraft before, still, has never played Minecraft, um, also going to echo with you, um, Fall Guys is also on my honorable mentions as well. Um, man, it was hard not keep putting that on the list, but I think the other three were just a little bit ahead for me, and there was a lot of stuff jumping around with Fall Guys. But again, I, I have, when it comes to Battle Royales, I have a very small list of games that I'll actually play for Battle Royales, and Fall Guys is on that small list with Apex Legends, and now Call of Duty Warzone. Apparently that list is getting bigger now, because people are changing the formula up. Um, But uh, Fall Guys is just a blast and fun to play. Um, Two other ones that I had on my honorable mentions that I want to bring up here. Um, Number one is a game you have beaten, Seth. And I know you enjoy very much, and I don't know if you wanted to put it on this list, maybe you're going to feel bad about not putting it on this list, is Carrion. The game that was on Xbox Game Pass, that game is awesome. And it, it's not yeah. a long game. It's a couple of hours yeah. uh, to play. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to beat it there, but just like the gameplay and the premise of you being this blob that's just your objective is to kill other people and escape the facility and grow yeah. larger. is just, and, and especially as you get further in and how you have to play around with your mass a little bit. In order to uh, solve certain puzzles, like I've got to make myself smaller now in order to get through this tunnel so that I can activate this switch and then go back in and grab the rest of my, you know, mass, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, But Carrion is a great game that is on Game Pass. If you have it, you should play it. Um, It is a it is a few hours of awesome, fun, goofy, silly horrorness, and it's wonderful. Um, Yeah, I think I one K'd it in eight hours. So. That's a good yeah. tell for easy to one K. You can actually one K it before you beat it. There's no achievement for beating the game, so oh, very cool. You can one K it before you even beat the game. My last um, honorable mention for unexpected gem is a game. The reason it's an honorable mention is it's Gears Tactics. Um, I had to put that on here because I was excited about it. It's you know it's a tactical RPG. Um, but I, you know, in this a similar vein to Other Side, it's very hard. But I think Other Side really, its motif and its uniqueness being a roguelike 
among a lot of other things, really drove me more a whole lot more mm. to that one. Like I, I've talked about in previous parts, how much I enjoy Gears Tactics. I love other side more than Gears Tactics. That should tell you something. Oh wow, that um, should tell me something. Also, I need to do a quick correction. The Tourist is the game you can you can one K without beating, not carrying. Okay, carrying. You do have to beat the game. Sorry. But um, Gears Tactics is just, again, it's XCOM with a gear skin. Uh, it, yeah. It's really fun, really awesome. It, if you're a Gears fan and you're okay with branching outside of the third-person perspective, um, Gears Tactics is a game you definitely need to give a shot mm-hmm. um, and play. It's a whole lot of fun. It is. Anything else? Is that it? That's it, it man. That is. I love it. Unexpected Gem. <laughs> It's I love it. One too. of my favorite categories. It's so much fun and so many new games we get to experience, guys. But that is it, guys. That is end of part three here, Unexpected Gem. And that is it for kind of the part one in the first three episodes here for Rocket Punch's Game of the Year 2020 Awards Showcase Spectacular. I'm just going to run with that name now. Um, there you go. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. That That is it for our batch because we're recording these three at a time. Um, that is it for this week. Next batch will be um, parts four through six. So part uh, the next three that we're going to talk about um, category-wise are going to be uh, the fun ones. Uh, biggest impact, biggest fail, and for the win. Uh, those are going to be the next three categories we talk about here in part two. Um, or the next batch. I don't want to get people confused here. But um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, we're going to be having all these episodes in the podcast feed and on VOD over on YouTube.com slash Rocket Punch Go all throughout January. So whether you want to watch the videos, whether you want to watch the um, audio, you're definitely going to have your chance to listen to it. Uh, be sure to join us on um, January 24th as we stream the the final episode, Game of the Year. Seth and I are going to be here. We're going to be chatting with you guys and we're going to break down our games of the year and who we think deserves our covet the coveted award here at Rocket Punch, um, and then also make your voice heard. Um, the People's Choice voting is available now. I'll have it in the podcast note and on the YouTube um, video as well. Go over to that Google Doc, put in your vote, make your voice heard. Let us know what you guys think should win in all of our categories, as well as a couple of other extra categories that you'll get in the People's Choice voting as well. Um, But guys, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in part four um, when we talk about our biggest impact. Until then, guys, toodaloo.